You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Biggest third down in Bryce Young's career. You need 10. Play clock at 4. From the pocket. Launching downfield. Underthrown and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines. All the way to the end zone. And Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide. Welcome on in. Beck QL Daily presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. Boy, do we have a show today. Three guests, Ian McMillan, will join us. Coming about 20 minutes, talk NFL wildcard weekend. Baldy, Brian Baldinger, will join us next hour. Our Odyssey NFL insider, Mike Shope, will join us from WGR in Buffalo to talk some Patriots-Bills wildcard weekend matchup in the 11 a.m. Eastern time hour. Guys, we have a lot to get to today including a lot of NFL stuff with the wildcard weekend ahead. But let's talk about last night. If it happened, Georgia, first time in a very, very long time, over 40 years, they won a national title. They got the monkey officer back. They won that game. I, I thought the game, and Paul Aspen and I were talking about right before we came on the air, it played out, Joe, kind of the way people thought it would in the first half. The under was obvious. It was a different mm-hmm. kind of game, a defense game. We hit on that yesterday. It would be a different kind of game. And then the second half, that game was totally different to the point where it, we were this close to a garbage time score to go over. The game stayed under. Georgia obviously wins and covers the pick six at the end, uh, polished it off. But I thought that drive with the Stetson Bennett throw after he had played so poorly for most of the game, that that was the best drive in Georgia football history, at least in my life. Like they, they finally got, they overcame Alabama. They had one drive to beat them. And that throw was the best throw of the night. A walk on quarterback. I mean, what a story. Not only is it uh, the SEC team again, which we can get into, but a walk-on with to an SEC team. And he wasn't even supposed to be the guy. All offseason, we heard about, okay, they've got this transfer and, and they're going to be an improvement there. They are a legit contender. So people were right about that. But they, they were wrong about the actual quarterback that was going to win. And he, it was more the running game. I understand the key plays. And we're always going to focus on the quarterback. But the balanced running attack that they did have there – and on the other side, the Heisman Trophy winner with the turnovers, which really hurt them. I mean, Bama, we expected them to pass a lot. But, I mean, what were we at, like, 60 dropbacks in the game? In, in a tight game throughout that, that seemed a bit excessive. When you look at the numbers in the end, Alabama actually outgained them. But the efficiency from Georgia's offense was off the charts compared to Bama. And you hit on it, second half. If you look at yards per play, more than double in favor of Georgia. It was 8.1 to 3.7. So congrats to Bennett. Congrats to everyone wearing a dog's uniform. And congrats to Kirby Smart. He got it done. He slayed the dragon. People doubted him. He only had a few opportunities to take Nick Saban down. Did not happen, but it happened on the biggest stage. I think that Menchie injury did end up being a factor that we discussed yesterday and just too much for Alabama to overcome because who would have predicted that Jamison Williams would leave the game in the second quarter with that brutal knee injury? Now they're down a couple weapons. I think it was just too much for Alabama um, in the end uh, to not have enough offensive firepower. Bryce Young went over his passing yards. He finished with 369 yards, but he didn't go over the touchdown number. 
Um, and then Stetson Bennett under his yardage, 224, goes under 249 and a half. And he did go over the one and a half touchdown prop as he threw two touchdowns last night. So uh, I guess the books were right. Glad I was on Georgia money line. <laughs> yeah, George. Well, Sorry, was, Pam. George was. Why was I sweating? Why was I sweating that under? That was ridiculous. At the end, you know what? <laughs> did know. you see? Did you? I, I'm obviously I'm going to be kidding what I say here. But did you see how much Kirby Smart did not want to let them score a garbage time touchdown? My mm-hmm. thought was like Kirby's on the under, or at least he knows about it. I think that oh, was yeah. just. You know what that was? That was he didn't want any satisfaction in Alabama. He wanted to end that exactly mm-hmm. where it was, hold him under 20 points. He wanted a multi-score victory. Yes, yeah. yes. That's yeah. what it was. But in my mind, it was like, Kirby's on the under. He, he knows what's going on here. He just wanted to score. Aaron, you're, I, I agree with you on the, the injury last night to the wide receiver, the Mechie injury last month. I mean, it, it was just too much to overcome. Joe, you mentioned the yards per play. Alabama couldn't make a big play in the second half. Georgia could, both with their running game and the big throw, actually a few big throws by Stetson Bennett. And why? Alabama, Alabama couldn't and make them. And, and so the Mechie inter- in injury, of course, that impacted him. But the in-game injury to the guy that kicked their ass in the yep. SEC championship, Jameson Williams goes down in the second quarter. That's their big play guy. He had, his, mm-hmm. his prop, just look at his prop from the gambling perspective. It was 113 and a half or something like that to the receiving yard by the time it closed. So everyone was expecting another big game from him. He exits in the second quarter. Uh, tough break. Tough break uh, for Bama there. Yeah, because yeah, if that... they would have had Mechie or they would have had Jamison Williams, who knows how that game would have gone. But not having both, that yeah. really hurt them. Yeah, and the other thing that was just different from the first game is Georgia's defensive line and their front seven, they whipped Alabama around. I mean, Bryce Young was under duress all game. I mean, he was getting hit. He was getting thrown around. Like, the first time they played – Bryce Young didn't face that kind of pressure. It was different. So it's funny. We talked about this all year, right? All year was like, well, Georgia's the best team. And we kind of doubted Alabama because they had struggled. They they didn't blow teams out. Joe, they lost the game to A&M. They weren't. This wasn't a classic Alabama team. And I I know I got caught up in this. I saw the matchup last time and I was like, all right, they figured it out. You You know what that was? I think you said it yesterday. Alabama needed that game to get into the playoff. Georgia was the best team in college football this year, like from, from the beginning to the end. They went to Clemson week one. They, they beat them. They beat up Alabama last night. They were just the best team. I mean, I, I just I, I lost it when the SEC title game. That's where my mind changed. But really all year on this show, we had said, like, it's Georgia and everybody else. And it was. Yeah, that uh, that needing the big game, a season on the line for Alabama, that felt like a lot more. And, and there's some other issues that we're all addressing here. But, yeah, that's the part that get, gets overlooked a little bit. The highest number that was available, and a lot of this, like, nobody's betting it in the middle of the summer when it's 10 to 1, but that's the highest number that I saw posted anywhere. For the most part, heading into the season, what was available was 6 to 1. I got to be honest, guys, um, I was bored by the bowl season, and we had a good game. We had a terrible playoff in the semifinals. But we had, we had a good championship game last night, much better than the SEC title game. But overall, I was fairly bored by the bowl season. And, yeah, I, listen, I'm in the Midwest. I'm not in SEC country. And I know they're the best teams. And, and you can see the difference on the field between those teams and the rest of the country. But I'm bored. I'm bored. It's going to be one or two SEC teams in the end every single year. I find it boring. And, and I think yeah. your, your fringe fan is bored by it. 
Well, some of these are blowouts, too. I was thinking about it. Like, okay, so they expand the college playoff. But don't they need to give, like, the two best teams buys or something and let the other teams kind of, like, work it out? So it's – I don't know. I'm just trying to think what is the solution here. No, I'm saying is the expansion a good thing because having four four was bad. Yeah. At least it'll get people to watch. Like there's meaning behind a a peach bowl now, right? Like whatever bowl they're going to make. I'm still just not as interested in in it as I am the NFL, to be honest. Well, I'm not either. And and here's the problem. (laughs) The, the NIL, the, the transfer portal, it's going to make things worse, not better. I, I think there's a perception that it's going to, it's going to even the playing field. I don't think so. The, the best coaches are going to get the best players. If, if you're a player and you're buried at Michigan but for some reason behind someone, are you going to end up at Alabama if Nick David says you could play? I, I just, it's going to make the rich richer. I, yeah. I don't think this is stopping. I mean, I, I don't no, like who's going to – and it's going to get worse and worse. I, I don't know how you fix it either. And this is college football now. I guess till Nick Saban retires, at least that's one domino that will fall down. I, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm not saying I don't want the best teams in the country playing in the end. I do, but I can understand why people on, on I don't know, in the Northeast, Midwest, out West, are not as interested as, as, they, are, as they typically are after, you know, <laughs> what is it like? I was looking the last time that we had a title game without an SEC team participating was 2014 already wow yeah it's been a long long time and hey we want to see the best and like i mentioned we see the big difference on the field but i understand why it it does feel like the interest has waned a little bit maybe that's just me Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, yeah, I, I think it has. Uh, and you look at ready for next year, <coughs> FanDuel Sportsbook odds to win the uh, the 2023-2022 season, 2023 National Championship. Georgia, Alabama, both 2-1, to one, the teams that were right. in it last night. And of right. the – there are nine teams at 40-1 to one or less. Of that group of nine, one, two, three, four are <coughs> in the SEC. So there you go. Ha- basically half of the favorites are in the SEC. The top two are in the SEC – um, that's where it is. All right, quickly here. So a couple things from last night. The under got home. Bowers touchdown got home. I lost the 21 points each. I did take that boost, and I thought at the end I'd get through, and I didn't. So I lost that 21 points on each side. But how about your guy, Joe? How about the guy you had on your Saturday show? We talked about yesterday's uh-huh. parlay, the thirty thousand uh, dollar five leg parlay that he had the four legs, and we talked yesterday. So awesome. Cash it out at six hundred and twenty something thousand dollars. He didn't, and I saw the video of him. It just was like, I felt good for the guy. Like, he, he let it ride, and he was there, and he won. Rich get richer, right? Yeah. I mean, if you have 30K on a five-leg parlay, you're doing all right. Uh, Paul, I, I didn't even realize it over the weekend when I was talking to him on the score, but Paul would know this. Um, the name Pamonte, you know where that's from, right? Al. Okay, hold on. We have to talk about how Paul is dressed right now. Are you in this? I don't even know. I was just going to ignore what's going on. Paul has some issues at home. He has a tragic story behind his attire. The the furnace is broke. 
So yeah, but uh, uh, oh. uh, there's, there's oh. other options that could have been. I, th- I the thought. What are your other options, Jake? It's cool. No, here, you, no. The only I have a jacket on too. I'd have yeah. a few more layers if I were poor. Yeah, I just I figured I have a robot. <laughs> yeah, I figured I go full Rocky. Yeah, you know? the 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 only option when you're cold is to dress like the Unabomber. That's it. You have no <laughs> no other choice. There, there is there, some Rocky to Paul right now. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. And then I was like, wait a second. Like, and it's I'm wearing the gray sweatpants too. So you're gonna like, go for a jog after this? No, Somewhere there's a big slab that. of meat. He's just punching in the brakes here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, what was your that. question? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Al Monte, the Is car that... dealership in the area. They're the ones that got one one point two million. That's his name. Yeah, rich He's get K rich on a parlay. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't think it's a feel good story at all. It's not. It's a not a feel good. Free cars for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. They sponsored some things <laughs> at, at NBC money. back in the day. He's got money. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> can he but fix yeah, my I heater mean, he was he was very confident in georgia and it was hanging in the balance it so truly it, was i'm trying to think like obviously once like what point are you because at halftime how are you feeling kind of like like zero faith in stetson bennett right at halftime yes i mean yes. that was he had one one play in the first half and other than that kid looked absolutely lost um you know, second half they figured it out, but I'm not sure at what point you would have felt good before you felt good. If that makes I had, sense, I had I had the point. It, I I almost took Georgia live, um, and then I didn't get it in time when they when they missed the field goal. When 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 Alabama missed that field goal, I was like they're letting them hang around. This is this is not feeling good for Alabama. And then by the time I hopped on the my FanDuel app, it was like yeah, just let it go. But by the way. That's what Could I you block the field goal in the first half so we got the tie at halftime? Could you just block the field goal in the first half? By the way, also that game last night, there, how about that play, that, that controversial play that it didn't kill Georgia, but do you think that was a fumble? That play where George, where Stetson Bennett fumbled. Talking about early? Got, oh, no, no, there, were so, there were so many replays right. that were. I the play were, late where he was getting hit, yeah. he sacked, he threw the ball, it was like an empty hand, it bounced, and then the, the Alabama guy – got it right at the sideline and got his foot in. It was almost like he didn't even know he was in bounds that play. Yeah. I wasn't sure that was a, that was a fumble I, or not. Yeah, I wasn't. What about um the Bryce Young ones? What about the early one? The early one? That I mean, went he, his hand was six. going forward. I thought it was I mean, incomplete. I I Yeah, agree it was. Yeah, okay. I agree. But I mean that totally changed the entire dynamic sure. of that game. Yep. Yeah. Yep, there were a few I just can't get over Someone Rocky Someone said here. Paul looks like Eminem from 8 Mile. Who wins in a fight, Rocky no. or Eminem? I don't know. Eminem's scrappy. No, yeah. Well, Eminem. I mean, Eminem's got a restaurant business to run. He doesn't have time to fight. Yeah. Well, it, it depends. Is it early Rocky or like Rocky 3 when he gets all rich and he's like. Why does it depend? Eminem's not kicking anybody's ass. <laughs> What are you wait, talking about? Wait, wait a second. I have the Tiger Rocky when he was just going through the motions. You could kick his ass. Eminem. What's he doing? I think you're Eight forgetting. Mile, man. Yeah. Yeah. Eminem's yeah, also yeah. like 105 pounds soaking wet. Exactly. He's scrappy, though. It's different. Very scrappy. What, Real I don't scrappy. Even know what the, oh, you're just because he's white guy? Like you're doing the NFL draft thing? What, what other, what <laughs> other word would you use? First scrappy. one in, last he's one out. Hard. Real grit to him. He's, he's, probably, he's a big t- hold me back guy for sure. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Finds no the biggest guy, pretends like he, he's behind the shoulder, can't get past him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of scrappy, Ian McMillan's going to join us next. He is going to talk to us about NFL wildcard weekend. This guy bets every game. We've had him on before. Great guest. We'll talk to him at all six wildcard weekend games in the NFL. That's coming up next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.